0: Welcome to all of our guests this morning, and especially if it's your first time today, we are so so happy to have you in service with us today. Thank you for being here, and uh, those that are joining us online, wherever you're watching us from today, we we welcome you as a part of this service. I do want to say it's good to have Brother Jacob Hodges here today. Brother and Sister Hodges are home from the Philippines for a few weeks. God's been doing some great things through them uh, in the in the Philippines and they're home for a little 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 rest and refreshing and then it's also good to have brother and sister Whittington with us in service this morning they have uh, moved back to Arkansas but I kind of think once a part of Antioch always a part of Antioch so we're thrilled to have them with us today and again to everyone we're so glad you're here Luke chapter 17 beginning with verse number 11. Luke 17, beginning with verse number 11. I'll start. Yes, there we go. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, he being Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men, that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. I wanna I wanna I'm not here to I'm not here to to, to give a sermon to you. I, I'm not here to just sermonize and just because that's what but I believe. Of course, it's always my goal and desire, but I believe this morning I, I have a message. i got a message from the Lord to deliver to some people today. And I'm telling you, there's some people that if you will just open your heart this morning, guests, but not just guests. Not just guests, there's some people that if you'll open your heart to the Spirit of the Lord today, you are going to leave this place today completely transformed. Father, I thank you for your presence that has swept into this place this morning. We don't take it for granted, God. We don't treat it haphazardly. We know it's a privilege and a blessing. I thank you for the door of ministry that is already opened in this sanctuary this morning, God. An effectual door. And I thank you, God, that what has already been done is simply a start to what you're going to do here this morning. I pray right now that there would be faith that would be released in this sanctuary. Lord, your word says that faith comes by hearing the word. And so I pray, God, that over the next few moments, as I say what I believe you've given me to say, that there would be faith that is released in this sanctuary, that hearts might receive what you desire to do today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You you can be seated, but everybody don't sit down on me. Jesus encounters these ten lepers. There's actually several times in Scripture where Jesus encounters lepers and heals them. One time he encounters them and the Bible says he reached out and he he simply touched them. You have to understand the significance of that because There's a lot of things, there's a lot of miracles that Jesus did in His time on this earth. He opened blinded eyes, He unstopped deaf ears, there were people that were lame that He gave them the ability to walk again, there were even dead that He raised, and there were, there was other miracles of healing that He did, but, but, but leprosy is different than those miracles. Because those miracles, in essence, when he did them, they, they were done. If if you couldn't walk and he gives you the ability to walk again, you're, you've, you've got your miracle, you've got what you need. But, but leprosy was different, and one of the reasons leprosy was different is because it, it was intended to be a physical representation, a physical manifestation of a spiritual thing. It was intended to show physically what sin does spiritually. So we find that in the Old Testament, in the giving of the law and God's instructions to His people as as they are being established as a nation coming out of Egypt, we find that, that out of all the issues, out of all of the physical issues they could encounter, there are some very specific instructions that are given about leprosy and how you deal with leprosy. According to Easton's Bible Dictionary, it says this, Leprosy was the outward and visible sign of the innermost spiritual corruption. It was an emblem in its small beginnings. It gradually spread. Its internal disfigurement, its dissolution little by little of the whole body of that which corrupts, degrades, and defiles man's inner nature and renders him un unmeet to enter the presence of a pure and a holy god our lord cured lepers this divine power so manifested illustrates his glorious dealing with men in the curing the lepers in curing the leprosy of the soul the f- the fatal sin they were instructed if you had leprosy and i think from a natural perspective they didn't have a full grasp on leprosy because If you do any just surface looking at leprosy and, and go to, uh, Dr. Google, you can find out that, uh, you know, God knows all things and Google knows all things. So, uh, Google, just a simple Google search will tell you that leprosy is not necessarily overly contagious. But if you were a leper, you 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 weren't allowed to continue to interact with your family and you weren't allowed to continue to interact with society. They, they had leper colonies and you had to live in those with other lepers. And then one of the other interesting things about lepers was as you were walking down the street, if you were coming nearby others who did not have leprosy, you had to literally cry out, unclean, unclean. You had to announce to everybody that could hear, I'm, I'm damaged. I've got problems. I've got issues. And, and I would imagine that, that in those days when that happened because of some of the lack of understanding, I, I would imagine that adults would kind of scurry away from the leper and parents would grab the hands of their children and quickly pull them away from the lepers because there was this fear that you, you might get leprosy. And so, uh, you know, if you, just, if you had a crippled leg and you couldn't walk, you could still be involved in society and still be treated kindly and interact with your family if you were blind or deaf. None of that changed those circumstances. But again, leprosy was was very different. And as I've said, there's several instances in Scripture where Jesus heals lepers. My title this morning is The Greater Miracle. The Greater Miracle. Jesus encounters these ten lepers. The verses we read says that As Jesus was passing by, he entered this village. Notice it said, they stood afar off. It's not an insignificant statement, it's 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 to the fact that they they couldn't interact and everybody else could pass by easily where Jesus was. We we're told the story of a woman that she had a she had an issue of blood. The Bible says and she had tried all kinds of things to get help and 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 there was a crowd of people that were gathered around Jesus and 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 they were bumping up against Jesus and and but all of a sudden this woman makes up her mind. She says if I can just. Simply touch the hem of his garment if I can just simply touch the outermost part of his garment I will be made whole and so the Bible says she presses her way to the crowd and she does that and when she does that Jesus who had just been kind of interacting almost without thought I think you could say all of a sudden he stops and he turns around and he asks them and he says who who touched me His disciples respond and and they say, Lord, what do you mean, who touched you? I think maybe one of them thought, man, the heat must be getting to them a little bit. Everybody, There's a throng, there's a crowd of people, everybody is touching you. And all of a sudden you stop and say, who touched me? And he he says, and I'm paraphrasing, if you go read the King James, it it won't say it exactly this way. I'm giving you the 2023 version. Somebody just touched me and it was different. Everybody else was touching me and bumping up against me out of, accident or curiosity but somebody just intentionally touched me and when that person touched me the reason I said who touched me is because I felt virtue go out of me I felt something go out of me that word virtue basically means miracle working power so when she touched him what she needed was in the miracle working power of Jesus but the lepers couldn't be in that crowd. They, they couldn't be in that group of people. They weren't allowed to. So they're standing afar off and they see Jesus and no doubt they've heard about Jesus. They've heard about the miracles. And and so they, they cry out. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Such amazing words, such an amazing response, because his answer is simply this. Go show yourself to the priests. He didn't tell them they were healed. He didn't tell them the leprosy was gone. He said, just go show yourself to the priest." The Bible says, as they went, can I pause for a moment today and tell you, this all works on faith. And if you're not willing to take a step of faith, you're probably never going to get what you need. you got to take a step. And when you take a step, I will promise you today, when you take a step, He's going to take a step. The disciples were in the boat and there was a storm going on and they said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And the Lord responded with a simple word and said, come. The wind was still blowing. The waves were still tossing. But Peter decided if he said, come, I'm coming. The circumstances may not be right, but I'm going to take a step of faith on his word. And when Peter took a step of faith, suddenly liquid became solid. I said it, I think I said it just last Sunday morning. I think the majority of miracles that Jesus did when he was on this earth, it was in a response to somebody taking a step. Figuratively, sometimes literally, but if nothing else, figuratively. There were some times where Jesus initiated the miracle, but most of the time he was responding to somebody's faith. So they cry out, that's their step of faith. Jesus, help us. And he didn't say, you're healed, now go. He just said, go. And and, and the Bible says, as they went, if they would have simply stood there and gone, well, why should we go to the priest? We're only supposed to go to the priest to tell him we're okay and we're not okay. Okay. If they had stood there, they'd have stayed the same way. But he said, go show yourself. And they responded and said, well, if he's saying go, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. I don't see anything. But if he says go, I'm going to go. There's a lot of what we've done here this morning, if you've never seen it before, it doesn't make sense. What is? It doesn't make any sense to stand there and put your hands up in the air and talk to somebody you can't see. But all I know is I've done it time and time again. And when I do that he responds to me so watch this watch this watch this what a miracle you got leprosy you're now healed what a miracle you got leprosy you can now go back to your family that's awesome but watch what happens verse number 15 and one of them Ten of them cried out for a miracle. Ten of them went to the priest and were healed. But one of them, when he saw that he was healed, somebody say, healed turned back with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were were there not ten cleansed? But there are nine. There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. We, We don't know, other than what's said right here, we don't know anything about what happened to the other nine other than the implication is they were healed. But this guy stops, and he comes back to Jesus, and he glorifies. He gives thanks. Now watch this. And now he says to him, Arise, go thy way. Remember verse number 15 says, All ten of them were healed. The issue of leprosy was no longer an issue, and it, it, it wasn't there anymore. But see, one of the things you gotta understand about leprosy, if you're not familiar with, most of us aren't in 2023. The other thing you gotta understand about leprosy is, is, is one of the worst parts of it is, is it eats away at your nerves and you don't have the ability to feel anymore. And so you can do great damage to your body because there's no, there's no sensation of pain and, and you can damage limbs because you do stuff and don't realize and, and it can eat away at body parts and, 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 that's, that's another part of what the disease does. We don't know a whole lot about, so I don't want to jump to too many conclusions. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but, but there's the possibility that all ten of these guys had some physical damage from their leprosy. And also, there's no doubt, In addition to whatever physical damage, there was some emotional damage. It's one thing to walk into a room and feel like everybody's staring at you. When in fact, they're usually probably not. It's another thing when you've got to yell out. And guess what? When you yell out, everybody's now staring at you. So there's physical, there's emotional, you're ripped away from family, there, there's more than just, again, if it's a, you've got a broken foot, he heals the broken foot, that's, you're probably good. But watch this, he responds to this one and says, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Can I tell you today, it's a great miracle to get healed of leprosy. That's a wonderful thing. But I'm here to tell you today there's something greater than just getting healed of your leprosy. And that's getting healed of the hurts and the wounds and the heartache and the pain that you've got on the inside of you today. That's the greater miracle. And I'm going to tell you the Spirit of the Lord is in this sanctuary this morning. And that's what He has already started. And that's what He's going to do in this place today. Your faith has made you whole. Can I tell you, there's a lot of people in the world today that do just like these lepers. They get something from Jesus, and they're content to now go their way with what they got, not understanding that was just to open the door to something else. He healed their leprosy as a way of showing them, I can heal your leprosy, but I can do something much more important than that. I can heal your heart. I can heal your mind. I can heal your emotions I can make you whole I believe what that means is that when Jesus said, Go your way, you're made whole. I believe at that moment, every bit of damage, physically, emotionally, mentally, I believe that in that moment, every one of those things was then made whole. The other nine lived with healing from their leprosy, but this man lived with more than just healing from his leprosy. He lived with wholeness of his heart. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Look at this in Matthew chapter 9, verse number 1. The Bible says, Jesus entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy. This is kind of a paralysis. And he was lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. We go to one of the other Gospels and it's the same story it tells us about, except in one of the other Gospels it tells us that where Jesus was, there was so many people there that they could not get to Jesus. And so they they climb up on the roof with this man, carrying this man on this bed. They climb up on the roof. I hope he had some good homeowner's insurance. That'd be one of those cool things to show up in the farmer's insurance commercial. I was thinking the other day, Jesus casting those devils out and all the pigs and them running in the water. That'd be another great one for the farmer's insurance commercial. They, no doubt, they were bringing that man to Jesus because he was paralyzed, and I believe in complete sincerity. They had faith in Jesus, and they wanted this friend of theirs to not have to be carried around on a bed. They wanted him to be healed so he could walk around and interact with them. That's why they came. But I think Jesus recognized something deeper in that man because his initial response was kind of not what they were looking for. He said, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven. Wait a minute, Lord. What do you mean sins be forgiven? We come so that he can just get up and walk. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thine bed, and go unto thy house. So what he was saying was, I... Him, him getting up and walking is no big deal. The greater deal is that his sins are forgiven him. And so I dealt with the bigger need first. I'm going to show you I can take care of the physical need so that you will then believe me to take care of the spiritual need. God. God. Not some marketing expert. God was the originator. Of bait and switch marketing. God. Anybody ever gone someplace to do something. Because you thought you were going for one reason. And you show up and find out. They were just trying to get you to come. Two nights. Three days. All expenses. At this wonderful resort. Except. Before you can leave and go back home, you will be interrogated. We will try every tactic we can to get you to buy our timeshare. Wait a minute. I thought I was coming for three days and two nights free. We were a little ways into marriage. I think we had a couple of kids by that time, and one of the precious families in this church blessed us with one of those. We knew. We knew. they there was no, We knew what it was all about, but. We made up our minds we were going there. We will not. We will not. We will not. We will not. We did that hour drive around the resort and sat down. And so here's the deal: and for fifty thousand dollars a month, you can have this. No, sorry, we can't afford it. Give me one second. Obviously, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but the dude comes back in and about. 30 seconds later, I think he just went in the back and stood there for five seconds and came back out. But he came back. I just talked to my boss, and my boss said, we can give it to you for 2000 a month. I mean, that was a that was about the switch. Well, of course, I'm like, well, let me see. The first time I told you, you cut it in half. I mean, we're not buying, but. No, we can't. Well, give me another minute. I know all of you are sitting there waiting. We gave in, we bought. No, we didn't actually, thank God. You, 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 you're, you're brought in for one reason. You're in, they, they draw you in for one reason, but they're really trying to get you ultimately to get something else. We'll give you this free, but what we're not going to tell you is what we're giving you free is really going to cost you. Jesus does that all the time. All the time. You got a sickness in your body. You know what? I, that's, let me let me just. I'll take care of that sickness because I want I want you to see that I can take care of what you have need of. Because really, I want to take care of something much deeper than that. He said, "Which is easier to heal him or to forgive his sins?" Bottom line is, both of those for God are simple. They were they were interested in a. In a miracle, but not understanding, there was a greater. The greater miracle was not to just be healed. That's not see, we look at so much from a natural human perspective. One of the challenges of to me of parenting is we've all we were all there as kids, and then we all go through it as parents, is we we got a lot of years of experience that our kids don't have and you try at times to help save them some heartaches and pain and 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 give them some guidance and instruction and sometimes they just they just make up their minds they just got to they got to do it they got to learn it on their own and oftentimes god with grace and mercy and patience sits back and says okay i when you when you get ready i won't just take care of this. I want to take care of the real issue. We just concluded yesterday afternoon a marriage seminar. I think there's a chance that if if you didn't know what it was and you just came across it online and you were told to guess what it is, a lot of what was said and done, you would never in a million years guess that we were in a marriage seminar. Because it wasn't just a bunch of simple of how-tos, do this, do that, put the toilet seat down, put the toilet paper on the roll the way she wants it on there. It doesn't matter what's right or wrong, whatever she says. and All those things are, you know, they're helpful, they're important, but the bottom line is this. You can deal with symptoms, and if you don't deal with the heart, the root of an issue, it's only going to get worse, And and sometimes when you deal with the root of something, you still need some practical guidance and application afterwards. But a lot of times when you deal with the root of something, a lot of the symptoms will kind of just go away. So that's what Jesus says when they bring this man. He didn't just simply say, uh, get up and go on your way. He wanted to deal with what was the greater need. Watch this. Jesus, in what, if my understanding of Scripture is correct, in what in essence was sort of the first time he had some, some, somewhat of a public speaking moment. It's found in Luke chapter 4. In Luke chapter 3, it ends with Jesus being baptized by John. And then, from that moment, he left immediately. The beginning of chapter 4, Jesus left immediately and went into the wilderness and 40 days of prayer and fasting, and Satan comes and tempts him during that time. And so the context of what I'm about to read to you is is following that. Verse 14, Luke 4, 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and I just read verse 15, and that means what I just said, scratch it from the record, he had already spoken in synagogues, so forget that part. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written. Now I'm going to now go to Isaiah it's it's right here in Luke but I want to go back to Isaiah and read to you what Jesus read from the prophet Isaiah. But here's the thing I want you to hear before we read that is there were all kinds of things In the Old Testament, Jesus could have just chosen to read. There were many options he could have stood there that day and read to them from the prophet Isaiah. But these are the words that he read from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 61 and verse number 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness, that the planting of the, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. And then in Luke chapter four, he, he goes on to say after that, This day, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. This day. So here's the thing, what Jesus was on this earth, you and I now are a part of, we are the body of Christ. He's not physically on this earth anymore, but we are His body, and therefore Jesus on this earth that was able to bind up the brokenhearted, set the captive free, open the prison door to them that are bound. That same God is in this place today and is able to do today what he said then and he did during his time on this earth. The Amplified says the last part of that, of verse 18 in Luke this way, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed. And then it gives us some examples. And let me see if anybody in here right now can relate to any of these, those that are oppressed are op- oppressed are those who are downtrodden. You are bruised. You are crushed. You are broken down by calamity. The message Bible says, verse three of Isaiah sixty one this way to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion, to give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of news of doom, a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display His glory, part of what that represented there when he says that he would give them beauty for ashes, it was a common part of mourning that they would take, literally take ashes and put them on their head. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to exchange your ashes and what they represent. I'm going to give you some beauty in exchange for that. Listen, I'm I'm almost done, and but God's not. <laughs> listen, listen to just what those what two of these terms mean according to Barnes commentary broken hearted broken hearted it may be either on account of their sins or of captivity and oppression or of the loss of relations and friends the redeemer came that he might apply the balm of consolation to all such hearts and give them joy and peace if you are broken hearted here today because of bad choices that you have made that are your responsibility, He will heal your broken heart. If you are broken hearted today because of what others have done to you, out of your control, He will heal your broken heart. And the word bruised means this. It means those who are pressed down by calamity or whose hearts are pressed or bruised by the consciousness of sin. To set them at liberty is the same as to free them from this pressure or to give them consolation. There are people here today that you are living in some form of captivity. You're living in some form of bondage. Some of you here today, it may be the bondage and captivity of an addiction, but some of you are living today in the bondage and the captivity of hurt and pain and circumstances you've been through in the past. And I'm sure all of you have some kind of physical need today. uh, a Healing or financial or some other kind of physical need that you would like God for you to do today. But I've come today and I believe with a message from God for some of you today that there's something much greater than just taking away some pain in your body that God wants to do. There's something much greater than just helping you overcome some kind of a physical issue or a financial issue. And I will tell you today he can and he will do that as well but there is a greater a greater jesus said if you if your if your eye offends you pluck it out if your hand offends you cut it all you're better off going into heaven crippled or lame than you are with a healthy whole body so the bottom line is today you can and probably will Go to heaven with pain in your body. If you're over 40 years old, and if the pain you've got in your body today goes away, I got news for you. There's a new one that's just waiting in line, it'll take its place. The old hymn says, Morning by morning, new mercies I see. The, the hymn for the older people is Morning by Morning, New Aches and Pains I Feel. Said it many times now, I'll keep saying it. When you're young, you go to bed at night, sore, in pain, worn out from the day. You rest, you wake up feeling great. The older you get, by the time you go to bed, you're feeling pretty good. You lay down and you wake up six, seven, eight hours later and you know somewhere in the middle of the night a train went through your room and hit you while you were sleeping. When you're young you lay down. Oh, oh, and you finally lay down. When you're old you get up. Oh, Oh, it's a part of life. It's also a part of life. Isn't it amazing the older you get, the weaker you get. God in His sovereignty could have designed it different than that. But I believe God in His deci- in His sovereignty designed it that the older you get, the weaker you get. So that when you're getting closer and closer to the finish line, you are reminded that you are just a human being and you don't have what it takes to fix yourself. But there is a God who is able to bind up the brokenhearted, can set captives free, can heal those that are bruised, I want you to stand, please. It hasn't gone anywhere. You may not feel it right this moment like we did a little while ago. But the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, has designed something for this service today. If you have a physical need today and God heals you of that physical need, awesome. You've got a disease in your body today, and God heals you of that disease, wonderful. He can, and oftentimes he does. But oh my friend, if he doesn't do that, because you might get the you might get the healing like all ten lepers, God. But he wanted to do more than just heal. He wanted to make whole and be content today and some of you I believe the presence of the Lord has already touched you today and you've already felt something maybe some of you have felt something today for the first time you've never quite felt it this way in your life I I don't mean to be unkind and I don't mean this to be some kind of a statement or whatever but I'm just going to tell you if if you've heard about what's been going on at Asbury University in Kentucky I'm just going to tell you this morning you don't need to go all the way to Asbury I'm I'm happy for what God's doing there. I'm happy for, but I'm just going to tell you, same God that is at Asbury University today is the same God that is here this morning. I believe there are some people, and some of you, some of you, I, I, I some of you, I think you're, you, you know, preacher, it sounds good, but it sounds too good to be true. The Bible, the Bible tells this story. I'm I'm trying to quit. Bible tells this story there was this woman she she was she was uh, she she was a uh, she was she didn't have a child and the prophet, I think it was the prophet Elijah, had started having an interaction with this, with her and her husband, and they would, they would, uh, they would let him stay in their house. And then actually, the Bible says they actually built a, they built an addition on their house just for him, so that when he would come and go, he could just, he didn't have to announce himself, he didn't have to call ahead, he could just show up. There was a room with a bed and a table and a chair, and it was his room. And after they did that, uh, he, he finally he tells his servant, he says, "I want you to go ask her what what can." we do for her and, and and she sends word back through 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 Elijah's servant and she says just tell him I'm I'm okay I'm good I'm 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 older and everything you know I've made peace with my life and, and one of the things she had made peace with was the fact that she was never gonna have a child but Elijah then tells her or has his servant tell her you're gonna you're gonna have a child and again Not the way the King James says it, but the way 2023 would say it. She basically responded, said, don't, don't mess with me. I can't do it like some of you could do it, but I think it was kind of a, don't, don't play around with my emotions. I buried this a long time ago. Oh Jesus. I'm I'm not just trying to drag out a sermon, folks. Come on. The Holy Ghost is still drawing some people right now. Uh, as she was saying, I I I finally accepted my lot in life. So don't get my hopes up. I'm preaching to some people right now and 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 it's not a it's not a it's not a bad response, but your response is in essence, don't don't get my hopes up. I've learned how to live with my broken heart. I've learned how to live in my... I've learned how to survive. But I've come to tell you today there is a God whose anointing is in this place that wants to heal, wants to deliver, wants to restore. He wants to give you beauty for your ashes today. He wants to give you a garment of praise for your heaviness today so I want you just to bow your head close your eyes I've said it already and I'm going to say it one more time yes I believe this message applies to guests that are here this morning but I'm telling you God did not send me with this message this morning just for some guests I'm preaching to some people you come here service after service after service but I believe today is a day that God wants to bring a level of wholeness into your life thankful for what he's already done thankful for what he's done already given you but there is a wholeness I believe the spirit of the Lord is saying to some people today I've healed you but also I want to make you whole I'm going to ask you if you would all heads bowed, eyes closed if you would please for just a moment I'm asking you right now whether you're a guest or you come here all the time I want to give you an invitation and I've already said it takes a lot of times a step of faith on our part so if you're here this morning and you feel like in some way the Spirit of the Lord is talking to you I want to just invite you if you would if you're a guest this is not about joining this church if you want to we'd love to have you but I'm not giving an invitation right now to join the church I'm giving an invitation right now whether you ever come back or not I believe God wants to make you whole today so if you need that and want that I want to invite you just to come stand down here right now just close your eyes and just lift your hands we do that oftentimes as a sign of surrender while they're coming can I get some folks that the spirit of the Lord is upon you that you will come and pray and minister and let God God, bring some wholeness into some lives in this place today In the name of Jesus God I believe the same thing that was on you when you stood in the synagogue and you read these verses from Isaiah that I have that, that I have read today I believe that same anointing is in this place today In the name of Jesus I believe you for wholeness today I believe, God, that you will bring some wholeness today. Come on, church. I need more help quickly. I need more help, church.
1: In the name of Jesus.
2: Come on,
0: I got people that need somebody to pray with them.
2: In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, come alive. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes.
0: Father, I believe you for wholeness today. I believe you for wholeness today. Everything to the feet of
1: Jesus.
0: Lord, there's some broken hearts in this place today.
1: This is a house
0: whether it's broken hearts from what we've done ourselves, or it's broken hearts from what others have done, but God, I know you can heal the broken hearted today.
1: This is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything
0: in the name of Jesus behold in the name of
1: Everything in the name of Jesus.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for making us whole, Lord. Thank you. We thank you for healing. We thank you for some natural, physical things you've done, miracles, but thank you for Thank you for a wholeness healing our hearts touching our minds renewing our spirits we thank you for that today Lord we thank you for that today Lord thank you that we're going to leave here today with a greater miracle than just a physical healing Thank you that we can leave here today with more than just a physical healer. In Jesus'
1: name. In Jesus' name. I
0: I believe, Lord. I believe you're able. I believe what you're doing in me right now. I believe. I believe. believe I believe. I believe
1: believe you're more than enough. Whatever your need is, whatever the
0: broken places are, He's more than enough.
1: Jesus, you're all. Whatever you're
0: lacking, He's more than enough.
1: I believe
2: you're
1: my Oh, I believe,
2: I believe, I believe, Lord. You are all.
0: you're my portion you're more than enough you're more than
1: enough
0: you're my portion I
1: believe you're more than enough for me Jesus you're all I
2: need I I believe you're I believe thing is impossible lord for you you hold my world in your hands I believe you're my healer I believe you are all I need thank you Jesus. I believe you're my portion I believe you're more than enough for me oh Jesus you're all I need
0: thank you for being here today there are those that are still praying the spirit of the Lord is still ministering but You need to go whenever you want to go. God bless you. Jesus' name.